Welcome to the Technoway Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Katoon. Today's show is a little different than the shows you're used to hearing where we talk to a startup. Uh, founder, nonetheless, Megan Blue is the founder of Megan Blue Home. Uh, I Personally, I have to say, my wife and I watch about every flipping show that there is on earth. Um, everything in our house has somehow, shape, or form come from uh, home HGTV, like every everything. <laughs> everything. And the irony is my producer, Sam, and I were talking about like different businesses and his wife is really getting into interior design. And it was like, oh, we should do house flipper kind of things ourselves. Like not necessarily a show, but just look for different homes that make sense to them that they can afford to buy, have Katie kind of set it up uh, feng shui it, as I would say, and then be able to turn around and flip it. The part that sort of got interesting to me was that all of these companies and groups that we have investing in on Republic, now Republic is in real estate as well. They have a startup house. We'll talk about that a little bit in the newsletter that you can subscribe to by going to katoon.com or technori.com. This particular case, you are all over social media with the Flipper stuff and Flipper show. You guys had a house that actually sold out already subscribe-wise on Republic, republic republic-real-state-I think it's just Boeing Ave. Um, you did 106,880 on that one in like not a lot of time. And I, I think that there's a trend growing for people who really like flipping and want to get involved in investing in real estate, even if it's not house flipping, it's like just buying and owning and rentals. They don't want to do the work. And some of them, I think probably a good thing, and you, I, I think will agree with this, have learned from their friends that it's not so easy, that like you really shouldn't get into this unless you're serious about it and you really know how to, to assess and evaluate a home, clean it up, fix it up and sell it. Like if you don't know what it goes into that, probably shouldn't do it. So that doesn't mean you shouldn't get involved in the investment opportunity. It just means I wouldn't do it myself. And so Republic is now enabling people to invest in people like you into homes and actually have you be the person who makes sure that this gets done right. But I still potentially can get some reward for it. So um, with all of that said, Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, yeah, to touch on a point you just said, I mean, one of the biggest questions that I get asked from people is, how did you get started? And how can I get started? How can I do a flip of my own? And the truth is, is that there's so many moving parts in this business, from the capital requirements to having a good, you know, business sense to really knowing what your buyers want, your market. I mean, there's just so much. So when Republic approached me about this American Dream House, I thought the idea was brilliant. I was like, Look, this gives people who want to get into flipping a chance to be an active participant in it without having to take on the entire thing. Because most people, you know, there's HGTV myth that, you know, anybody can flip a house. But the reality is, (laughs) as you know, you know, just from nobody can. Nobody Nobody can. can. Yeah. So this gives people, you know, the feeling of their foot in the door and they're invested in it. So there's this interest in watching along. We're showing them every step of the way. You know, it's a a very dynamic and unique product. I have no question about that. I, I have plenty of friends who have decided to try to get into this and most of them have lost a lot of money. They don't understand, like, well, like, I guess I should say, I should start by saying this. They didn't lose money because the opportunities aren't, aren't good. They lost money because they never understood how to manage the money in the first place. And they bought in on things that anyone who's in this space would be like, uh, the only reason that that deal was there is because no one wanted it. 
So yeah, you went and bought it. Just to give you an idea, I have a friend of mine who's invested with me in the past, but you know, he's a Wall Street guy. He does day trading, but he loves houses. And he, he had, before he approached me about investing with me, he had done one of his own. And to be honest, it was a total disaster. Um, he did things without permits. They had to start ripping things out. He didn't really understand his market or what his buyers wanted. I think maybe at best he broke even. He quickly learned that just because you have the capital to do it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to successfully flip a house. So after that, he's like, wait, no question. Who knows it? So on that note, I want to talk a little bit about what you guys did and, and how the Republic piece worked for you. And then I want to talk specifically about what you do and, and how, you know, like, for example, the, the dream house scenario, like share a little bit with us how the mechanics behind Republic worked. Well, I think the unique part is that this is the, on the platform, it's open to unaccredited investors. So I think there's a cap on how much you can invest, but like, let's just say your cap is $2,500. You go to the website. I believe you put your, you know, your money into the pot and assuming there's room now you're signed up. And I mean, it kind of, you know, goes from there. I mean, so if we've invested in this house and you end up flipping the house for a profit, they're basically going to get a pro rata uh, return on their investment through this, through this SPV. Yep. It's just, it's just a different format of doing what people have been doing across the country anyways of taking, you know, I might, before all of this, I might have equity investors with me. Um, we do a house, we turn a profit um, and they get their pro rata share of the profit. This is no different. It's just that now this group is in a pool um, of this 106,000 and they get their, you know, pro, pro rata portion of that. I, what I love about this is when you talk to, you know, you're flipping houses, let's say you go back five, 10 years, you're getting started in this and, and you're, you've got two rich friends that can absorb the losses. You know what I mean? Like they, they're, it's, not even, it's not even, it doesn't even start like that. It starts more like mom and dad, uh, do you guys want to invest with me? Because at that point, no rich investor, if you know, before you flipped your first house, no rich yeah. investor is signing up. It's got to be somebody who's like, oh, we love you. We'll take a chance with you. It does. The rich investors don't come until you've done a few of these. Generally. So it's the exact same thing as startups. So once you've done this a couple of times, friends start to catch on and they That's want right. to participate, yeah. but many times they don't have enough money to where it actually makes sense for you to accept it. It's like, yeah, I would love to have another hundred K, but sure. not, not two grand a, a piece. Oh, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would lose my mind. So like having a platform like this enables you to basically say, Hey, everyone who I know and who I don't know for that matter, who, who like what I'm doing, you guys can all pile into this. I think that to me, it's the exact same thing as startups. Like it's the same yeah. thing, just a different asset, which is kind of funny because anyone who listens to the show should know the story. For me, I started off in commercial real estate and when I left and went into startups, everyone's like, what are you doing? And I was right. like, they're under commercial or undercapitalized assets. That's all it is. A startup is an idea and a line of code right. that needs money to make it flourish. This house is, you know, bones and it looks good on a good street. It should be valuable, but it's not because it's beat to shit. Right. Put a little money into it, fix it up and have an eye for how you build a business. In your case, build a saleable home. What exactly? So that this part of it is is a no brainer. I think anyone who's interested in investing in in real estate, this is the best way to dip your toe in because you don't know what you don't know until you get into it, and this has the least amount of risk. You know, typically before I hooked up with Republic to do this, if someone had approached me and said, "Hey, I 
want to invest in your house, but I only have $2,000. I would have been like, you know, listen, like that's not really like, I probably wouldn't have taken anybody below yeah. 50 to 75,000 just because there's a, there's a requisite amount of paperwork that goes with it and whatever and, and issuing tax forms at the end. So you wouldn't want to do that with $2,000. This has given the opportunity for me to look at like, okay, that group is actually the 106. They may all be 500, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. That's just one equity investor for me. So let's talk about what all you're doing, like going forward, because the dream house thing, obviously, I think it's already successful from a campaign perspective. It will very likely be successful for you, just like every other flip you've done has been successful. Let's talk about what all you're working on, what Flipper is and, and the whole nine yards. So right now at the Boeing project, um, we're kind of, we're just about to get permits. We've actually already started demo, we've started renovating the pool, but we're actually adding onto the house. So the house right now is like a three bedroom, two bath. And I think one of the questions that Julia had asked is, you know, what's the trend right now in the LA housing market? Right now, everybody's working from home, schooling from home, our gyms are closed. So immediately I'm like, we've got to enlarge this house and make every square inch of it usable. So one of the trends here right now is like, for instance, like the garage, people are turning those into offices, playrooms, um, home gym, they're getting their Peloton sent there. So we're gonna add a bedroom and another bathroom, but we're also gonna make every square inch usable. So like the garage, for instance, will be, it'll be like a room. So right now we're just about to get permits for that building addition. That's kind of where we're at in that flip. But in the larger scale, we're actually, you know, continuing to acquire properties or hopefully acquire one maybe today even. So stay tuned. <laughs> so do you, so is this, do you think, is this an ongoing deal that you're going to be looking into? Like you'll, you'll basically find different houses and use this as a, yeah. a mechanism yeah. going forward. Yeah. I mean, I see the American dream house product, like expanding in LA, but I think potentially it's going to go to cities across the country. I mean, not with me flipping them necessarily, but having a hand in sort of writing the playbook of, you know, how the format's going to work and stuff like that. So, you know, I think all over the country, we're starting to interview people who are interested in doing it. Can you talk a little bit more about American dream house, just as like a concept, like in all that goes into it? Cause I, I feel like one of the areas that I think listeners will see this and be like, Oh, you know, I guess that the point here is like, not every house is the same. Not every opportunity is the same. Like it's one thing to invest in a house locally that you are familiar with and invest in the flipper, you know, is familiar with. Now we're looking at almost scaling this concept. And you've obviously seen like HGTV and the success it's had social media channels are flush with people who are doing this very successfully. And I'm just curious, like you're, you're basically creating a franchise out of this in a lot of ways. So you're right. I mean, there's the HGTV way, which is, um, most of it is design focused, but there are the flip shows like Tark and Christina and, and ones like that. And obviously what makes this unique is that we're going for a short format content, but also allowing our viewers to engage and be, you know, active participants in it. Um, but you're right. You know, if we go to other cities, obviously it wouldn't be me flipping those houses, but we'll be, you know, interviewing people who are already doing this, you know, in their own cities, but who want access to the investors, access to media, access to pr potential product deals and stuff like that. So I think the thing though, that really like, you know, works for the, for the American dream house is that it's scalable in the sense that these aren't 30 minute episodes we have to produce. They're yeah. 90 seconds to two and a half minutes or whatever. Um, 
kind of with the notion that right now people, you know, people want to see like little blips, but they may or may not have the attention span for a half an hour show unless it's really good, captivating TV. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty bullish on this concept. I, I can only imagine how many shows get brought to the table and then dropped at HDTV right. and anywhere else. The ability for a host to carry a show is so rare and hard. And like yeah. you just talked about Christina and Tariq, like, their chemistry was so good on that show that they got divorced and everything blew up and they still brought them back. Like that's how, that's how, and that also speaks to how difficult it is to find other people to do it because they went through hell to make that work. And I I just think that like from a consumer standpoint, most of us have kind of been worn out on the concept of like this 30 minutes of like, and let me guess, here's the reveal. And they're like, Oh my God, it's shiplap. Like, I I like that you know shiplap. Oh, we have it all over the house. How can I not? Um, and, I, and, I, and Chip and Joanna are the shit. I love that show. You know, Joanna's a great designer, but he makes the TV show good because his personality, I think without Chip, like, again, it just goes back to, she's a talented designer. Does she have a great personality? It's okay. It's fine. But he's funny. You know, it's a needle in a haystack, so, right? So when you bring it down to social, I think of like the way my wife and other people scroll on the gram and yeah. they're like, I'm not looking for 30 minutes. I'm looking for three minutes. And if I'm in the middle of, of thinking of how my house is going to get rebuilt or an addition, or maybe I'm going to be a flipper. I think you could go to social media and just get what you want. And if you want to click on the page and go watch nine clips in a row to put it together, you'll do that. And, And that to me is far more scalable and far more predictable. And like the reality is you could have 50,000 people watching it. You could have 5,000, you could have 500 and it's almost irrelevant. Because at the end of the day, it takes one person to want to be a buyer. It takes one person to want to be an investor or one person to be a flipper. The rest of it is almost like gravy. Right. I think one of the things also people forget when you watch HGTV, they're giving you the sense that you're starting from the beginning with these flippers, but the entire thing is from start to finish filmed, edited, and you're just getting this after the fact. So the difference here is that we are starting from the beginning of buying the house and we're taking the viewers week by week as we're actually doing yeah. it as opposed to reverse like oh this is already finished here's the big reveal so they're kind of like oh what's going to happen next week i mean it's just a different concept you know hgtv is it's it's a myth right i mean you're watching these things after they're done again that wouldn't work anyways for us because the whole point of this is that we're getting investors attached to the project so we can't get them obviously after the the flips successful and done so but, but you, you bring up a really good point though, because the, the number of households, husbands and wives equally, whose lives are completely disrupted by the fact that one of their significant others watched a TV show and made him believe oh that this God. bathroom project would be just totally fine. And then <laughs> $15,000 later and leaky everything and broken yeah. electric, you're here. And it's like, that's not the reality that we really live in. And right what you're showing is the reality. So like, if you're a person who is interested from purely a gawker standpoint, you get to see the nitty gritty. If you're a person who is interested in investing in in these kind of houses, you get to see opportunities. And if you're a person who wants to buy or flip houses, this is a way for you to kind of learn. So it's like, got it all in reality, real time. It's a perfect marriage of design and the investment aspect. So like, obviously we're going for my flips and, and future flippers who are design driven and know their market. But at the end of the day, this is an investment product. So either way, whatever your spin is, you're going to like want to follow that. But yeah, like for instance, like one of the episodes or we'll be showing is like, 
oh shit, like we have, sorry, oops, sorry. Um, we have um, lots of termite damage wood. Well, you know what? I'm an experienced flipper, it's par for the course, but like you're not necessarily seeing that on HGTV, right? Like, you know, or we have some foundation issues, we gotta do that. Or today we're having a survey because we don't wanna get sued later on when we put a fence down and it's on the neighbor's side. I mean, just we're going through all the things that really happen on a flip. Yeah, oh, 100%. Like we, we bought a house uh, closed in August and moved in and we're just sort of like learning as first time homeowners, a 120 year old house. Like what is oh, wow. real life? And you're just like, is this normal? Yeah. Like I, I, I have no idea. The house hasn't fallen on us. So it, it can't be too <laughs> abnormal. It is uh, for anyone listening here, who's like 27 to 35. And you're thinking of, you're going to move from the city and you're going to go get to the suburbs and buy a house. And you think it's going to be easy. Yeah. Um, I, I put it this way, go buy your first house, then decide if you want to be a flipper. Cause uh, that should change a lot of you really quickly as to how this goes. Part of the reason we got the Boeing project was because it was really well priced, um, but it had some condition issues and the, it fell out of escrow twice because both of them were young couples. Um, their first home, they're like, wow, a house with a pool. It's like, whatever. And they're like, they thought they would just put some paint on it and, you know, some landscaping. And so, you know, this was not for the faint of heart. So they both yeah. were like, oh, rats. Like everyone thinks they're going to come in and put $25,000 into it and like move right in. And it's not that, it's not like that. 25 yeah. is, it's like, again, like startups. Yeah, it's oh, usually twice the amount you think it is and yeah. it takes twice as long. Right. So yeah, a lot of like young homeowners are like scared off by this. So you've got to get somebody who's like, yeah, termites, whatever, mold, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which is ultimately is, is you, you're the person who's going to flip and make it. Cause I don't think the average person is going to be like, Oh, termites, whatever. No big yeah. deal. We're good. Um, yeah, so Chicago, you guys deal with different stuff. We don't have houses. Well, we do, but not really 120 years old. That's probably no, not in LA. There I'm a young, young house on my street. There's 1880, we have, I guess, a historic town. I don't know. I didn't think it was that way, but apparently it is. Um, so I'm kind of curious, like, how did you get, like, where did this idea come from? Like, how did you decide this is how I'm going to do this? And like, what, tell me the evolution of your, your flipping, you, you know, get the parents money going first, then you get right. some rich investors. Like this is, this yeah. is quite an evolution. So my background is design, but I went to, I went to USC, which is in LA for college. But then, you know, like a lot of people like moved to New York, like pursued, you know, my first career in design, had a family. And then I was like, oh my God, we got to go back to LA. So I was like, I can't have a baby in New York city. It was like crazy. Um, you know, my family's all out here. So we moved back to LA and when I left LA, the place that now is called Silicon beach or Playa Vista was literally just fields with some airplane hangers, old airplane hangers. And we came back, it was like 2011. And all of a sudden this like town, this like techie, beautiful manicured town had like popped up. So we actually moved to Playa Vista, but it was, you know, after the recession and nobody was really buying any houses, but right above Playa Vista is this neighborhood of Westchester, which was mostly built in the forties and fifties for like aerospace workers. So, you know, you can imagine it's like a Levitt town. It's very like cookie cutter. All the houses are kind of the same but they were like dumpy and whatever, but the market was like starting to creep up. So, you know, I was like watching these and also I was like, you know, I wanna go back to work. Like, yeah, I could go back straight to design, but I feel like there's this opportunity. I feel like every few months the market's like creeping up and up. 
So I found this house. Uh, we're near Loyola Marymount University. It was this house that had been added onto, but it was being used as a, a frat house. I uh, went to the open house. It was on a Sunday. The open house had been on a Saturday. They had had a rager. There were still like guys like passed out on the couch. There were like beer can statues. There were like underwear hanging from the ceilings. The poor realtor was like trying to tidy up and get rid of cigarettes and whatever. And I was like, this is perfect. Like most people walked in and were like, <laughs> holy hell. I was like, this yeah. is perfect. So at that point, you could still negotiate down a price now that like never happens anymore. Like it's totally seller's market here. But I had a realtor and I said, you know, I think this house has potential um, and I want to make an offer. And he goes, all right, well, let's not like we offered like 20,000 less, got the house. But I was like, okay, how am I going to like finances? So of course, you know, I had some savings for the down, but I called my parents and I was like, this is it. And they were like, oh God, here we go. You know, so we've been waiting. <laughs> Lucky us. <laughs> so, you know, I did it with a traditional bank loan, but you know, again, it was like 2013. So I got union bank to do it because a lot of lenders were like, eh, we're not touching this stuff right now. Um, so, you know, did that. But at the same time, the realtor goes, you know, I don't think you're going to get more than one six on this. And we bought this house for like nine twenty, And I was like, yeah, I think you're wrong, but like, okay. And got a new realtor. Cause I was like, you know, if your yeah. realtor doesn't believe in you, like that sucks. Yeah. So we did it, um, flipped it and we actually sold it for like, it sold for like a million eight fifty or something nine months later. So I was like, boom, okay, boom. So immediately I was like, let's buy another one. And then you could still get houses under a million dollars in Westchester. So bought another one, mom and dad. They're like, again, lucky us. But they now they were starting to, to believe in me. They could see it was working. They could see, yeah. Because I promise you, like my parents are like same business people. If it had been a dud, they would have been like, we're done with that. So yeah. Um, yeah. So after that, I got approached by other developers to design for them, which I did for a little while. And then I kind of was like, oh, I'm kind of diluting my own brand, right? Because now yeah. I'm making their houses beautiful and I'm just getting a design fee and they're getting all the profit. So um, yeah, but that was kind of the start. It was 2013, sold out with that first one in 2014 and yeah, been doing it since. So. And so now you get to this point where like, we're going to create content around this because yes. I, I think there's a huge, so like you're more into this than I am. So correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I seem to, I, I guess I think of this in the same way. I think of a lot of the influencers that I know that, that are into oils or whatever they're into. Right. They think that they're going to be crafty enough or entertaining enough, or they've got enough followers that they'll buy enough followers or whatever, that this is going to become a viable business. And it just rarely does. And right. the ones that I find have been successful are the ones that are sort of like, no, the next logical step here, it's not about fame and celebrity. The, the logical step is to create transparency so that more people see what I'm doing. Like, forget about selling. I just right. want people to know that this is a thing. Those are the ones that catch on. So I'm curious where you were at when you're watching shows and you're thinking, do I create a show? Do I pitch a show? Do I just share what I'm doing? Well, I've actually been approached before Republic came along to buy, you know, producers who do stuff for HGTV and actually have yep. like an exclusive, like did a sizzle reel, whatever. The problem with all of those ones was that they wanted a show that was client-based and I don't have a client base because I'm designing yep. for the client that I don't know yet. Right. Like I know my market, but I don't know, you know, and so it just never really worked. So when Republic had this idea, I was like, wait, this is like really interesting because there's the design aspect, but there's the investment aspect. I I'm selling 
a product. I'm selling, you know, so I'm not just designing for clients, which HEDV has like a zillion of those people, you know, it just kind of came. But in terms of like where we're going with this, I mean, I don't think that the goal is to be salespeople for, you know, specific products. I think we want product collaborations, but I think we want to make, to take this to like, ev well, not every city, but like to a lot of the big cities and be like, you too can be the next, you know, be building the next American dream house and make this a huge scalable product where, you know, people who are already doing this, you know, now have this like investor pool following. I think that's the larger point I was trying to make is like, if you look at, I, mean, I just think of love it or listed a lot. Like they right. tried, and I know that it ran, it might even still be running the one with the, the girl who that's was on the bachelorette. Wait, love it or listed. Is that the one with Hillary? Who's the, the designer yeah. and then David, yep. the realtor? Hillary and David. It's still on. Yeah. That show is, but they, they launched another one and it was hosted by the girl who was on the bachelorette. And it had like a couple seasons that went okay, but it, it right. just didn't have the same. It was like a younger millennial version of David and Hillary. And it, yeah. I guess the point is like, oh, they you know what? You're right. I remember it. that. I remember that. Cause yeah. I remember the girl, she was like, like not hipster, but she was definitely like more trendy than like Hillary. who's like English. And you know, her, like her, I just remember these like really awkward moments <laughs> when she's doing the reveal with the person whose home it is. Right. And they're like, oh. Oh. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, you can't cut that out. Like there's no way to fix that. And it's just, there's a certain mentality that makes it really difficult. And I guess that speaks to that, like how complicated and difficult it is to scale a show, but you can absolutely scale a content strategy. Everyone does. I do. Right. We can have 50 podcasts and they all follow this certain pyramid. You right. literally could create a content model and hand it over to a bunch of people in the different cities. And then you're like, I just grow the investment base for you. I'm like, you, yeah. you do yeah. you. Right. And so that's kind of, that's kind of the thing here. So this is the first one and we're kind of creating the playbook as we go, but now we'll like, after the first one, we'll perfect it. We'll do it more here, but we'll now start taking to the next city and the next city. The content needs to be good. I mean, it, I don't want to hear like jackhammers while I'm trying to hear the person yeah. talk, but it doesn't need to be a big production crew. It doesn't need to be Hollywood style as Janine at Republic said, we're not creating the Godfather here. You know, we're yeah. creating scalable, doable content, you know, and the thing is, is that you have to remember now, like every, now everybody's relatively sophisticated with app iMovie and my makeup artist. Instagram in general. Like, yeah. I mean, they, there's so many filters and anybody can make good content these days. It doesn't need to be a big production company behind you, you know, highly edited. Um, you know, Though you I, are in LA. So if you wanted a Coppola to produce it or direct it, I, I'm sure that it could be a couple yeah. of knocks on the door. There right. will be a Coppola that has been shunned out of the family that you can have direct your, direct your sure content. Like a few of them. But yeah, I mean, look, I want my content to look good, but I don't need to spend like $10,000 every time I make a clip. For sure. Yeah. I love this. I think this is super cool. I'm excited to, to feature this whole thing in the newsletter and get people excited about investing in real estate this way. Cause I, I, I yeah. really believe that there's a, an untapped market of, I mean, and you know, again, you know, this, like all the people hanging out in the, you know, in the backyard barbecue who are oh, like, Oh hey. man, did you see that house that came up? And you're like, there is no way 
you are going to buy and flip that house. There's no right. fucking way. No, I know. Works. And I get that all the time. I get people like, they have like, oh, it's just, it's so bad. In fact, I have like an idea one of these days for a show. I want to do like a fix my flop because there's so many people who do these fixers that are like, oh man, you just really missed the mark, you know? Um, that's the show. I love that. Yeah. Fix the flop. I, mean, everyone, I think that's yeah. a great show. Yeah. Everyone thinks they can do it. But the other thing is people like don't realize the I don't know in other markets, but in LA, the entry point is regularly like a million dollars just for the house itself, plus, you know, yeah. carrying and all the construction costs. So it's a high point of entry. Maybe there's places across the country where, and I've seen other ones in like Louisville or places where you can buy a house for $20,000. Like, so I'm yeah. not totally sure um, in that regard, but you know, you go to like, most people are like, wait, I have, they have no idea how they're going to finance these things. And, and traditional banks don't really want to touch fixers. They just, no. they just don't. It's too high risk. And, you know, to your yeah. point, you, you can do it's It's, I guess what makes this really interesting for investors is you absolutely could go to Galveston and go to, you know, yeah. Savannah, Georgia and name your random county in Iowa. The problem is the houses sell for a hundred thousand. The, the cost of building costs, whatever it like wood is wood. Marble is marble. Right. So your gains are probably yeah. 20,000 to 50,000. You have to flip a hundred houses to be able yeah. to do what you could do in LA in one house. Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, I definitely think that there's a market for this though in some of the smaller cities where housing is maybe not like $20,000, but where you can buy a house for 250 or something like that. Because I think Republic probably has the capacity to fundraise the entire purchase for, for these flippers, which would be very appealing. They so don't have so that's, an, yeah, I, I agree with you. Right. I think that, that makes your position more important because like the reality is you have pillars. That's what makes it scalable because you right. have pillars like yourself that you could be in New York, Chicago, part of Chicago, Los Angeles, Miami, right. you are there, San Francisco, maybe if that ever gets figured out. Um, a few other areas That's that you actually can, my you know, hometown, so <laughs> is it? It's a mess. It's a mess. I love San Francisco. It's just I, it's a shame yeah. that what's it's gone on. But there are there are a key. You know, Denver's another interesting market. Yeah. There are key areas where you could have these shows where everyone is investing in the big million dollar project, but then you could be running ten at a time across the country that are smaller. And right. to be honest, in some cases, maybe they're even a safer safer risk in some, you know, in some cases. Yeah. I mean, if I was a flipper in some of these smaller markets, this would be really appealing for me because, you know, I wouldn't have to dial for dollars every time I find yeah. a good flip. I just, you know, go to Republic, they put it on as an American dream house, you know, whatever the town is and you get the entire thing crowdfunded for you. And all you have to worry about is doing what you do, which is building and flipping homes. It's, it would be like a great, you know, a huge appeal to a lot of people. I don't know why it's dawning on me now, especially given the fact that I was in real estate and this was like kind of part of my story. The um, analogy, I guess, or the, the parallel between startups and real estate and like what you go through as a flipper, as I do as a founder is so the exact same thing, the dial for dollars and the bullshit and the people chasing you. It's just like, Oh my God. I know. I know. I, it's like every time just let like, me build. Yes. I just want to do well. And that's the other reason that I like the short format content is because I'm a designer. I'm a builder. I do real estate. I'm not, I'm not in the film business. I don't want to make like lengthy, complicated videos. And I wouldn't expect anybody else who's doing this to want to do that. So I think that's, that's the, the, the whole 90 second to, you know, two minute thing is appealing. Cause that's, that's not a big deal. We do that anyways. We record what we're doing regularly. So that then it's like, it's easy. 
We'll, we'll save the, the giant docu-series on American Dreamhouse for when you guys have like a, a billion dollars under management. Then, <laughs> then we'll come back and re- revisit the, uh, the cult we'll of the conversation. Then we'll hire the big production crews. And, you know, we definitely have a lot of that in LA. And there's a lot of people out of work here, so. <laughs> I was going to say, your, your USC network should come in pretty handy right. right about then, I would imagine. Right. Actually, yeah. You know, one of, one of my sorority sisters reached out to me about that she's in Fairfield, Connecticut. And so we're going to have a talk about, does, do they want to do a flip? there you know i mean there's people all over the country who are doing this we're like oh what is this you know wait you know i will tell you right now i want to if there was a way to put a bet on this i want to do it i'm going to do it digitally by this show the idea that you are talking about of having essentially an influencer flipper that can back the funding through crowdfunding instead of backing it the old-fashioned way which takes a really long time which is why a person who may have an eye for design and may have all the ability in the world to do this, just, just can't because they can't come up with that money. That's the part of their business. They don't have, you are going to, you are going to open up a door for in particular women and moms who are going to become influencers of selling the house and everything in it. Yeah. Hey, I'm right. I think it's, I think it's brilliant. I really do. I think that I could absolutely see a world where that's a complete thing. Like, Oh my God, I totally see it. This is super fascinating, Megan. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's funny you say the parallel because I don't typically think about what I do as being a startup, but it is, right? I mean, I started just totally in is. 2013. I had design background, but I had never flipped a house and there was no guarantees. So like everyone on a startup, you're right. You probably called your best friend, your mom, your dad. Um, and they were like, eh, you know, it wasn't until I had done a few of these that all of a sudden neighbors other friends, friends of friends, you know, random people would approach me about doing this. Now the dilemma is there's more people that want to invest than there are good deals. So, you know, so when a good deal lands in your lap now, you like, you got to be ready to go. So again, you don't have time necessarily to start dialing for dollars. One came into my hands two days ago and I had to offer yesterday. So I had 24 hours to think about it. I don't have time. You know, I'm not even going to be able to go to get inside the place until um, I have an accepted offer because the woman who lives there is like, apparently like a hoarder or something. And I'm like, great. Sounds perfect. I love a good dump. <laughs> right up my alley. Right? I love, I love, I love a good shit show. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, that'll make for great content right there. So. Oh my God. It, well, and then you start thinking like a startup and you start creating add-ons. So if you want to get in this house, you put another 5,000 and I put a door in with your initials on it. So now we can start customizing houses with people's names and signatures yeah. and all kinds. There, there's a lot of weird things that could come out of this, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And one of the other things is as I, my houses have gained popularity, I frequently, I'm approached by realtors ahead of time about pre-selling stuff. So yeah. I do, I get buyers wanting to, I, I'm a little cautious about doing that because I don't want the buyer to think suddenly that they get to pick a lot of stuff, but there is yeah. still a few things that I'll let them pick and they get to this feeling of like, wow, they're customizing their own, their own dream home, you know? So it's very appealing, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely a housing shortage here in LA and stuff, good, good quality stuff sells quickly. To your point on that, I, I, I do think, you know, you mentioned earlier on that you were doing some kind of call it consulting gigs where you were doing the design. I, I like you, I wouldn't go down that, that path, <sighs> but the idea of a custom home by you and maybe a lot of homes like here's a here's a new subdivision of nine houses that are American Dream House branded, That's and exactly. you don't get to pick. You get like a palette to choose from. Right. That yeah. I, I think that's a really smart move. Yeah, and not necessarily right. Like you said, not necessarily LA or 
Chicago or some of these more expensive markets, but certainly within arm's reach of these, you know, big cities, there's opportunities to do that. And I think that would be very appealing to people. Totally agree. This has been a great conversation. I can't wait to feature this. I'm really excited about the idea of being kind of one of the first to see influencers yeah. in home flipping. Cause I, I think it's going to be a thing. Um, especially post COVID, like people have had all this time to think about what the hell they're going to do. And many of them have come to the realization that going back to whatever job they had is not the right answer and good for them for sure. Uh, I agree with that. Um, where do people go to follow you and follow flipper and, and understand what, what the world is looking like? So to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Meg blue home to follow American dream house. It's at am dream house. Um, my website is megbluehome.com. Um, I regularly post updates and stuff like that. Um, but guess what? This is actually my first podcast. So I've never, oh, sweet. people don't usually want to hear like have podcasts with, I mean, there's lots of flippers out there. So there's, so there's going to be a lot more of them for you. I have no question. Cause like, <laughs> it's just, this is going to, I have a feeling this is going to take off in a way where people are going to start to really replicate this and it's going to be a thing for sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, we can't wait to like, you know, show you what we're up to. Absolutely. Everyone make sure you follow Meg Blue Home. And, you know, for as far as we are concerned, this is also going to be in our newsletter. We're going to feature this podcast as well as some of the other deals that are on republic.co slash real dash estate. Uh, one of the houses that was on there previously obviously succeeded is this one. Uh, the, the, is it the Boeing Avenue uh, Boeing deal? Avenue, yep. People actually ask why did we start with such a low threshold? And I was like, well, what if it's, you know, it's like having a party. You're like, you what know, if it doesn't like, work? Nobody, nobody, nobody shows, up. shows up, but shocker, I guess it sold out quicker than anything else they've put up there. So I guess people must really believe in it. That's the best thing I could possibly end on. There's nothing else I could say. <laughs> it sold out before you even thought it would. People must love this. I think they will. We'll feature this on the show. Everyone else following this show, subscribe to Technory Podcast on Spotify or Apple, wherever you do that. And you can follow me and DM me on Twitter at Katoon. Boom. That's a wrap.